Welcome to 95 Mac Daily for Friday, November 10th, 2023. I'm your host, Chance Miller. We are sponsored this week by Waterminder. First off today, Apple has released the second betas of iOS 17.2 and macOS Sonoma 14.2. iOS 17.2 beta 2 includes a few interesting changes, but most notably, iPhone 15 Pro users can now capture spatial video for Vision Pro. This was announced by Apple during the iPhone 15 Pro event in September, and it basically is a new toggle in the camera app that lets people record in spatial video to then watch that content in immersive 3D on Vision Pro when it launches in early 2024. The feature is off by default, but in the settings app, there's a new toggle for enabling spatial video. Apple says that this video has, quote, remarkable depth for viewing in the Photos app on Vision Pro. Video is recorded in landscape orientation in 1080p resolution at 30 frames per second. Apple says that a minute of spatial video is approximately 130 megabytes in size. When you enable the new toggle, there's a spatial option in the camera app's interface, depicted by a Vision Pro-style icon in the bottom left corner. Currently, you can capture spatial video using the iPhone 15 Pro, but there's no way to actually view the spatial aspect until Vision Pro is available. The idea, however, is that you can start capturing spatial video today, so you have a library of content to watch when Vision Pro is released. In macOS Sonoma 14.2 Beta 2, you can now add a Shazam widget for music recognition right to your Mac's menu bar or control center. In iOS 17.2 Beta 2, there are also new features for Siri, including the ability for the voice assistant to tell you how far you are from your current destination in Apple Maps, and the ability to tell you your current altitude. Apple has also expanded the sensitive content warning feature for detecting unwanted nudity in photos and videos, and it's now easier to access AppleCare coverage information through the Settings app. In other news today, Apple is widely expected to release its first OLED-equipped iPads sometime next year, starting with the iPad Pro. But people holding out for a new MacBook Pro with an OLED display will have to keep waiting for at least several more years. In a new investor note seen by 9to5Mac, reliable analyst Jeff Pooh corroborates the numerous reports that have said OLED versions of the 11-inch and 12.9-inch iPad Pro are in the works for 2024. He also adds that Apple is targeting OLED iPad Pro shipments of 10 million units for the year. But what about the MacBook Pro? Pooh says that Apple aims to update the 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pro with OLED sometime in 2026. Currently, the MacBook Pro uses a mini-LED display, which Apple brands as Liquid Retina XDR. While the mini-LED screens used in the MacBook Pro today are widely praised, OLED displays have several advantages of their own. OLED screens are known for their excellent contrast ratio, because each pixel emits its own light, so when you're viewing something that has black on it, the pixels turn off and you actually get a true black representation. This can also help improve viewing angles, and from a design standpoint, OLED panels can be thinner and more flexible, which could allow Apple to make further design changes to the MacBook Pro. 
On the other hand, OLED displays are more susceptible to screen burn-in, which is caused by a static image remaining on the display for a long period of time, creating a visible mark of that image that remains on the screen regardless of what's shown. But nonetheless, Apple has been working on more advanced OLED display technology for the Mac that could solve or at least greatly reduce the problem of screen burn-in. It's also been reported that Apple is working on an OLED version of the MacBook Air, but the current expectation is that OLED will come to the iPad lineup, followed by the MacBook Pro, then followed by the MacBook Air. We are sponsored this week by Waterminder, the all-around water tracker app that helps you stay hydrated all day, every day. Waterminder makes it easy to achieve your hydration goals with dedicated tracking apps for iPhone, iPad, Mac, and even the Apple Watch. Based on your body weight or your personal goal, Waterminder will remind you to drink water to reach your daily goals. By seeing current water fill visually and in percents, you'll instantly know how well you're hydrated and how close you are to your daily goal. Waterminder supports all of the latest platform features, including an all-new Apple Watch app for watchOS 10, interactive home screen widgets, lock screen widgets, standby support on iPhone, and so much more. Get started with Waterminder today for free on the App Store by using the link in the show notes below. My thanks to Waterminder for their support of 9to5Mac Daily, tracking your daily water intake made easy with Waterminder. Running out this week, CounterPoint Research has published a new report on the blended bill of materials cost for the iPhone 15 Pro Max. This report reveals how much it costs Apple to make each iPhone 15 Pro Max based on the cost for each component in the phone. According to CounterPoint Research, the iPhone 15 Pro Max costs Apple 8% more to manufacture than the iPhone 14 Pro Max. The analysis claims that Apple spends around $502 to make the base model version of the Pro Max with 256 gigabytes of storage. That's about $38 or 8% more than the bill of materials for the 14 Pro Max with 256 gigabytes. CounterPoint Research says that increase in bill of materials is caused primarily by the 3 nanometer A17 Pro processor, the titanium frame, and the tetraprism lens for 5x optical zoom. The research says that the A17 Pro chip costs Apple about $30 more than the A16 Bionic chip, while the upgraded camera module costs Apple about $25 more than the camera module on the 14 Pro Max. The new titanium alloy used for the design is said to be around $7 more expensive than the previous stainless steel frame. But on the flip side, Apple has apparently saved some money on RAM, storage, and display components, all of which became cheaper this year compared to the 14 Pro Max. But one thing I always like to point out when we see these bill of materials breakdowns is that they don't account for things like shipping costs, packaging costs, research and development, and other ongoing support costs. So these numbers are just the raw materials cost for the iPhone 15 Pro Max, so Apple actually spends more than just $502 to make the base model iPhone 15 Pro Max. That wraps up another episode and another week of 9to5Mac Daily. As always, if you like the show, please be sure to check us out in Apple Podcasts or in Overcast or wherever you listen every day. 
While you're there, you can also leave a rating and a review to help more people find the show. My thanks to Waterminder for sponsoring 9to5Mac Daily this week. Be sure to check them out and support Waterminder at the link in the show notes below. You can find all of the latest Apple news on 9to5Mac.com. Follow along with me on Twitter, Mastodon, or threads at Chance H. Miller. And we'll be back on Monday for a new week of Apple news.